St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's! This needs a little bit of editing. To celebrate St. Patrick's Day, this week we're sampling some whiskey with an E in the form of Samuel Gelston's blended and single pot still Pinot Noir finished Irish whiskey. And we welcome the owner of the company, Johnny Neal, and their brand ambassador, and my good friend, Tom Mead, onto the show to guide us through those drams, as well as the history of the Samuel Gelston's brand. As always, you can find some more whiskey-based content, images, and videos on our social media platforms at whiskey and things podcast on instagram and at whiskey and things on facebook and twitter and don't forget to please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform you're listening to whiskey and things with nick kent and dave giles welcome to episode 52 of the whiskey and things podcast i am dave giles and i'm nick kent welcome welcome we've made a whole year's worth this is a whole year's worth. 52 weeks. Incredible. Dave. Incredible scenes, Nick. Incredible scenes. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations well to you, sir. How have we managed it? I have no idea. I have no, no idea. Me either. Uh, but also, happy uh, St. Patrick's Day, mate. Absolutely. Yesterday, as this episode uh, is released, it is St. Patrick's Day. Um, and of course, neither Nick or I are Irish, but no. we do like Irish whiskey. So. We do. We figured that it would be a good day to drink some Irish whiskey. It's been a while, isn't it? Nick, come on now. When was the last time we did an Irish whiskey? Are you Chester? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. No. Um, it's been a while. What have we done? We've done uh, Jameson's. We did Jameson Castmakes Stout. We've done Teelin. We've done Connemara. Connemara. Did we do Tullamore Dew? We did do Tullamore Dew. We've done a Tullamore D.E. Derbia. That's one of the episode three, I think. I think it was Tullamore. way back. Way back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It's way back. I'm, I'm currently scrolling through our Spotify. It's been a long time, hasn't it? It has been a long time. Good Lord. Okay. No, that's... No. Oh, Jesus. Was uh, it the pa- last <laughs> Patreon episode where we did... Don't say it was. Oh, we're back to... Oh, yeah, it was 25. Wow. No. Yeah. It's bad form no. on our part. Really bad, bad form. form. We went through a so, massive scotch phase, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um, we had all the scotch. But I think Christmas got in the way. We did a few special episodes at Christmas. But yeah, I think what's, what's good is that we're not going to do just one Irish whiskey, Nick. Oh, no. We're going to do two Irish whiskeys today. Two. Uh, that's, I know. I know, Nick. I can see his face. He's like, oh, no way. We're no just keeping way. on giving. We are giving. Giving, know, giving, right? giving. I know. Uh, and there's a little bit of background here. Uh, I used to play in a pub in Reading, well, a bar in Reading called The Botanist. And it used to have a manager called Tom Mead. Very nice guy. And my, me and my friend Danny Gruff got to know him quite well. And we became good friends. When he then moved pubs, we played in that pub as well. Fantastic. Uh, and about a year ago, he messaged me saying he'd got a new job working for a spirit company. They mainly do gin, but they do also, under their umbrella, have the Samuel Gelson's Irish Whiskey. And he was telling me about it. He was telling me about this uh, one in particular bottle. Uh, it was matured in Pinot Noir casks uh, from Sam Neill from Jurassic Park's wine company. From New Zealand, yeah. It was obviously very exciting, so I bought a bottle of this whiskey. Uh, and then he sent me one of their other bottles in the range. So we got two different whiskeys to try here. But not only are we joined by Tom... 
uh, with our taste in this whiskey. We're also joined by the owner of the company, Johnny Neal, who is second cousin of Sam Neal. Uh, and he tells us all about the history of this company, of which his family goes right the way back to the beginning. It's, so it's really quite fascinating. Five generations. So, St. Patrick's Day, two Irish whiskies. What more could you ask for? Roll the tape. Sit back, relax. <laughs> Roll VT. No. Roll VT. Yeah. Yeah. Whiskey! So welcome, Tom Mead and Johnny Neal to Whiskey and Things podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. How are you? We're, we're very Good, well, thank thanks. You. How are you on this St. Patrick's Day morning? Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, we're great. We're having a crack. So, yeah, we're good. Absolutely. So, um, Tom, Tom and I go back a little while now. I used to play music in a bar that he used to manage. Uh, and he, almost a year ago now, messaged me and said, do you know about this whiskey? And really bigged it up. Uh, and particularly the Pinot Noir, he wouldn't shut up about. So I got myself a bottle and I've been waiting. I said, well, you have to come on the podcast to talk about it. We've been waiting for this moment. I've still not tried it. But before we get onto the tasting, um, can you tell us uh, a little bit more about Samuel Gelston's and the history uh, of how it came to be? Sure, sure. Um, so uh, quite an old Irish whiskey brand, actually. So it started in 1830 and, and Samuel Gelston was a wine and spirits merchant in Belfast um, in Ulster. So um, quite a successful man, an entrepreneur. He was a wine merchant predominantly, but also a bonder and blender uh, of whiskey. So he was sourcing whiskies from the distilleries around Ireland, uh, keeping them in casks, blending them together, sending them out in casks, um, but also bottling some of them as well. Um, he started that in 1830. He grew it until 1869. Uh, and then on his death, it was bought by a chap called Harry Neal. Um, and Harry is my great, great grandfather. Um, so, so that's where it started. And that's when it came into the Neal family. Wow. So uh, you, it's, wow. you've been looking after it for a while then? Yeah, we've had it. We've had it for five generations. Um, and, and, you know, when Harry bought it, Irish whiskey was very strong. And, and, and since then, obviously, uh, Irish whiskey's had a bit of a torrid time. So Harry grew it successfully up to his death in 1891. And then another Harry Neal took it over. And the business itself came to, came to an end in uh, 1949. So as, as H.J. Neal Limited, uh, it became dormant in 1949. And by that time, we'd obviously had Irish independence, World War and Prohibition, which had, which had ultimately uh, put a death knell in so many Irish distilleries uh, across the 20th century, you know, to, to a stage where there were two distilleries left uh, and, and both owned by the same company. So um, so it went the way of, of, of several independent brands, really. So bring us up to date then. How is it now that we have more of this stuff back on our shelves? I'm assuming that's where you come in, right? Yeah, that's that's me. Um, I I got into the spirits game about oh, uh, two thousand and four, two thousand and five, um, uh, and I make and I make a bit of gin. Um, but this is an old family brand, um, and and I had the trademark for it, and I, and I wanted to resurrect it. It just took me a very very long time to get some investment to go and buy some casks and, and start bottling uh, some some fantastic whiskies. Okay, so that's certainly interesting so do you have a, your own distillery at the moment or are you just doing exactly what you just said 
No, we're, we're, we're very much doing what we were doing in the 19th century. So we're independent bottlers. Uh, so we're still sourcing whiskies from, from Irish distilleries uh, and bottling them under the Gelston's name. Um, so the first expression that I launched, actually, I managed to get some hold of some uh, lovely old 1991 casks from uh, a gentleman who's quite well known um, in the Irish <laughs> whiskey game called John Teeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we got we got hold of a tranche of 1991, 2002, 2003 casks, um, and our first release was a 25 year old cast strength, non chill filtered um, whiskey that was you know the original casks come from from Bushmills, so fantastic, tropically fruity. Uh, important, very rare whiskey. And is the plan to open a distillery? Uh, that is, we're looking for a site at the moment, actually. Um, but we will continue to do what we're, we're currently doing, buying casks uh, and, and buying whiskey um, and, and blending it together or, or releasing it as single malt. So um, very much, hopefully, over the next 12 months, we'll have found a site and we will start distilling our, our own Samuel Gelston's whiskies. And I mean, This is amazing. I love the fact that... This is such a different process to, to other people that we know of who've always spoke to who have started their own whiskey either either as an independent bottler or as setting up a distillery. Your 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 whole because you've got this massive history which goes back forever, which is yeah. just delightful. So when it comes to the blending, are you the master blender, Johnny, or do you have do you have help with that side of it as well? We're, we're actually lucky enough because because HJ Neil Limited sits um, it's a it's a joint venture between me and Hale with artisanal spirits. Um, and they have a, a wonderful lady called Kirsty McCallum on board, who is who was Scottish Whiskey Blender of the Year last year. That's a name name we've definitely heard of, that's for sure. From uh, Glen Murray, um, oh. and she is an amazing lady. Um, and ongoing, she's going to start looking after all the blending, all the maturation, uh, and 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 you know uh, allow us to to form a path. Uh, for for each of our expressions, which is quite exciting. Somebody yeah. really knows their stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm certainly not a blender. Um, you know, I love spirits, uh, but I, you know, my 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 knowledge is more about gin rather than whiskey. So brown right. spirits are new to me. There's a bit of a connection with the Southern Hemisphere as well, isn't there, with this brand? There is, um, yeah, and that, that's got a bit of history to it too. So so um, Harry Neal, who was my great great grandfather. Uh, was born in Belfast, but he was the second son of, of a wine merchant as well. So a, actually a French wine merchant. Um, so, well, he was an Irishman, but he was a French wine merchant. Um, he went off to seek his fortune uh, in the gold rush in Australia in 1851. Um, so, but was sent by his father not to go and dig for gold. So his father said, just don't go to, don't go digging, don't get involved with that lot, do something different. And he set up a provisions merchant. Uh, you know, because his father was a merchant anyway. Um, so he set up a business uh, with a partner called uh, Duncan McCallum, actually. Um, and it was McCallum, Neil & Co. that they set up in Melbourne and Geelong. And they were supplying the gold miners with all their provisions. Uh, so wine, spirits, um, but all all the other things as well. And and they were actually the importers for Dunville's, Irish, the sole importers for Dunville's, which, okay. was, which was the big Ulster brand of, of the time uh in melbourne and geelong uh, anyway harry's younger brother so so all his brothers came out the, the the younger ones and um went into the business and then his youngest brother was a chap called percy percival 
um, great, great Victorian name. That's a great name. Who, yeah, who who um, went on to New Zealand and and set up a similar business uh, called Neil and Co in New Zealand. He took over a business that was there, uh, which eventually became the biggest wine and spirits merchant uh, in in New Zealand. And Percy's great grandson is a chap called Sam Neil, who is the actor that people people will know from Jurassic Park, from Dead Calm, from The Omen Three, and. Uh, yeah. You know, Hunt for the Wilder People, all, all those, all those great movies, and, and Peaky Blinders as well. So, um, you know, first season of Peaky Blinders, where he plays, a, where he plays an Irishman. He is an Irishman. <laughs> He's, uh, he was born in, uh, born in, born in Northern Ireland. Uh, his oh, there mother you go. Was Irish yeah. crop. So, um, but his father was in in the, in the Fusiliers, so Irish Fusiliers. He went back to New Zealand, so he's based in Otago, and and he's a uh, as well as being an actor, he's very passionate about wine. So he uh, he has his own uh, vineyards, uh, and, and he has a brand called Two Paddocks, which is a, a very premium organic Pinot Noir uh, wine brand. Yeah, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit, into the collaboration there. The question I had, which I think is more of a business question, really. Obviously, with Irish whiskey, everyone knows Jameson's, and then you've got Bushmills, Teelin coming through, uh, Tullamore Dew. You've got a, f- a few brands, not as many as, as you have Scotch brands or, or, or bourbon brands and things like that. Is it a difficult market to crack because the well-known brands are so big? Are, is, was that part of your concern when you set up, um, reset up Gelston's and... Or do you think that opens an opportunity because there's interest in whiskey at the moment and there's not that much Irish variety out there? Is it, What was your thought process there when taking on the big boys, so to speak? Yeah, and well, it is difficult. You know, Jameson's is 80% of the market globally. Yeah. So, so um, But also it's a blend. Um, and so what we tried to do with Gelston's was move, move away to start with from that um, and, and, and come along with some single malts. Um, in terms of... In terms of getting into the market, the most difficult thing is is the supply of whiskey uh, because there is not much aged whiskey. There is very very little aged whiskey, so you become stuck with you know three year old, four year old, five year old, up to twelve year old whiskeys. That's about as far as you can go. And we were very lucky indeed to get hold of these twenty. Well, what's now this year? We're, we're looking at a, a thirty year old release, um, and we've got some eighteen year old. So we're lucky to have that, but but there isn't much. You know, those all the casts are either owned by Bushmills or Teeling or Irish distillers um, who have who have most of the casts. So part of it is investment. That was that's the main thing, scary thing, and that's just investment in casks. And then investment in a distillery is a whole whole another ball game. You need you need some serious funding behind you to to build a whiskey distillery. Um, you know, and, and there's a, it's got to be a, a minimum of a ten year plan in place. For laying down stocks on the way. Yeah. So, and if you want to do the triple distillation as well, that's obviously got to come into account. Yeah, a point of difference as well for the, which is great for for the global market. But yes, it it, it, it adds extra expense, but it's it's a it's a helpful tool uh, for us talking about the smoothness uh, and and of Irish whiskey. But there are a lot of other brands similar to Gelson's now. Um, being uh, reinvigorated, reinvented, uh, new distilleries opening up. I think I can't remember exactly, but there was something like 21 new Irish whiskey distilleries over the last couple of years uh, have opened up in Ireland and, and, and a lot of old independent bottling brands as well, like ours. So, 
Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's a really exciting time for, for Irish whiskey. So Tom, what's your role in this whole operation? So my main role is uh, to do with gin, but because whiskey is, a, is an upcoming spirit, um, again, you know, it's reinvigorated with the likes of distilleries popping up. Uh, Gelson's is kind of one of my uh, brands that I kind of talk to people about. And, uh, you know, when pubs finally reopen, we hope to try and get uh, definitely like the blend into the pubs because it's what we feel it's going to be kind of going neck and neck to kind of compete with Jameson so that we can get it in there. It's also a point of difference when people do care about what they're drinking these days. Well, the last few years, you notice that people care what they drink and they, they love a backstory. And like Gelston's has one of the most amazing backstories. You know, if you can start getting some of the teams in the pubs to go about it, then yeah, hopefully we can do that. So yeah, it'll be mainly gin looking after a, a distillery. Um, but yeah, I will always have a bottle of whiskey in the car to uh, get people. <laughs> Careful. I'm imagining your glove box now just dropping down and there being two Glencairns waiting there, you know, with a bottle in the middle. Yeah, yeah it's uh, temperature controlled as well. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, classic. Tom's an ambassador for the HJ Neil portfolio. So we've got um, uh, obviously Samuel Gelson's, which was the original brand. We've got a, a brand called Berkshire Botanical, which is a, a gin, which we're building a new distillery on. Uh, uh, and then we've got Marylebone gin as well. Um, so Tom Tom looks after all those in an ambassadorial sense as well. Um, and, and he loves drinking them too. So. <laughs> when anyone talks about ambassadors, I can't help but just think of Tom walking in to a room and someone coming up with a plate of Frere Rocher and going, Ambassador. Instead of Frere Rocher, it's Glen Karen's of whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Really spoiling us. Exactly. <laughs> whiskey bots roll out. Which one do we want to talk about first? We have the, the single pot still Irish whiskey, which was finished in Pinot Noir, and we have the blend. So which one would you recommend us try first? Start with the blend. Start with the blend. Oh, 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 that's a good. That was a, good that was a great cork sound. That was, uh, yeah, that good was... solid, solid stopper on the top of that. Yeah, there was no squeak leading up to it. Just no. came out of the blue. There it took me by surprise. Well, and, and the bottle is, you know, based on the original uh, Gelson's bottle. Uh, so the livery is a little bit different. We've got. I mean, I've got some stuff. You won't be able to see this very well. Uh, some of the old whiskey trays from the 1880s. So it says H.J. Neal. Belfast, and it's got um, one which is uh, presumably a single pot still bottling, and one which is a, a blended bottling as well on, on either side, and then the Gelston's logo in the middle. So it's uh, all our brand is based on the original bottle. So talk us through this blend then, uh, Irish whiskey. So I'm assuming, as Nick said earlier, triple distilled. So yeah, so it's an Irish malted barley and grain. But yeah, it's been triple distilled, uh, which we uh, finish off in. Ex bourbon casks, just to get a nicer, nice sweetness. It's got a really light colour to it. It's like a light golden colour. I'm not drinking because I've got to go and do a school pickup now that schools are uh, back. But I'm, I will be drinking tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's um, really dry on the nose, hints of spice, um, bits of fruit. I oh, you get, you know, um, you get candied sweets. You get that right at the end, just that sweetness at the end, which is um, really nice. Also. Mm. I get hints of banana. For me, I whenever I have a bit of the blend, I do get a bit of banana. On the nose? Yeah. 
just like slight on the nose, but then when you have that first sip, that's yeah. where that's when you can really, and then if you smell it again, that's when the banana comes through for me. It's, it's really sweet on the nose, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, it is sweet. Really too, yeah. sweet. Yeah, and it's, yeah, the spiciness comes through as well a lot. Yeah. Absolutely reminds me more of a Scotch than an Irish whiskey on the nose. It's quite delicate, I think. Though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not exactly. overpowering. It's not harsh. Absolutely. So it's a blend of a single malt whiskey and a grain whiskey. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Currently, um, because we don't have our own distillery, you know, we're independent bottlers. We're sourcing this from Great Northern Distillery in Dundalk. So they have a relationship with Brown Foreman. So mm. so the, the bourbon casts that they're getting, uh, or, or Tennessee casts, are, are exceptionally good quality. And, and and so that's you know that's giving you that vanilla. Yeah. And, and a- Who are some of the bourbon distilleries that Brown Foreman have? Refresh my memory. Jack Daniels. That's one of them. That'll do it. <laughs> that would do. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of that brand. Yeah. yeah, we might have done that on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So JD, yeah, exactly. Um, so they're so they're getting you know as soon as as soon as they've been used that once for for, for bourbon, they're they're straight over to to Ireland. Right. Yeah, I, I'm definitely on the nose. We'll get drinking this in a moment. But I, I'm getting the, the the banana thing, as Tom said. It's definitely coming through. The foam banana sweets, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things. I'm getting that on the nose. That's That sweetness. Weird, yeah. It's weird, that's such a lovely and common nosing, isn't it? That yeah. banana sweet thing. It's not a bad thing. I think you said it when you first started doing the podcast. You know, there's so many different flavour profiles, taste profiles, smell profiles, and everyone's unique. You know, that's what makes whiskey such a an interesting liquid yeah it can taste different to so many people but it's just been a, a spirit that's been aged in barrels for a minimum of three years mm. Nick, have you tried this have i tried it yeah the whole just, dram of it this morning did you <laughs> yeah breakfast i had nick special time this is incredible this is lovely and this is what like a grain blend done well this is what i want a grain to taste like there's another scotch brand that we've had before which we've mentioned on the show. I won't say which one it was, but that was a grain whiskey, single grain whiskey, and we didn't like it. It tastes like PVA glue. Yes. You know, it had that gluey tinge to it. But this, you can smell the Comes kind of Comes in a blue bottle. In yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Endorsed by a footballer. footballer. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, but it's this is Club. <laughs> <laughs> For those yeah. of you, Nick doesn't want to name it, but it's, it's rank. Anyway, uh, carry on. But, yeah, but this has the <laughs> same kind of character, but this is how I want Hay Club to taste, if you know what I mean. Or I, this is what I want a grain whiskey to taste like. But, you know. but I mean, and that, and, you know, you're, you're getting all that character from the from the barley, from the malted mm. barley, from the pot still piece. You know, that's where yes. all that character and flavour comes from, is that, that pot still and the grain plays that neutral, slightly more neutral role. This, yeah. it's, this is just so easy to drink. It is it's lovely. dangerously easy. It's so easy to drink. And it's a good job it's Paddy's day. It is a creamy mouthfeel. Absolutely. Yeah. Creamy mouthfeel. Honey, mm. I'm getting on the yeah. palate. Honey, spice yeah. as well. It's beautiful. You get the spice throughout on the nose, on the palate, and in the finish. It's just... And there's a build-up of tingle at the end of the finish for me as well, mm. which is nice. <laughs> it's nice. Com- comforting. Tingle. It's weird. Stop it's about it, 10 yeah. seconds afterwards, this tingle starts coming in. It's lovely. Then you want another sip. Is That's what it, you know, we want you to kind of keep wanting more because it is just one of those whiskies that you could have a, a, all night. I can't believe this bottle of whiskey is only £20. I was about to say that. I was about to bring up the price. Yeah. Fantastic. 
Well, that's, I mean, we wanted to sit in that area. We want, you know, we, we're in the blended space. You've got Jameson's, uh, you mentioned, you've got Tullamore G, uh, things like the Dubliner, Bushmills. Um, uh, we want this to be a similar proposition in terms of we want to compete against those guys. Yeah. Um, and we, so we, yes, we want it to be fantastic to sit neat. Uh, uh, and if people want it over ice, they can have it over ice. But we also want to use it for mixing. So, mm. no, mm. it's a great mixing whiskey too. Yeah. Because you have this is 20 quid. You have some other ones which are a bit more special. You've got five-year sherry cask finish, a single malt, and a 10-year bourbon cask. So you have those other options as well if people want to, you know, expand on your collection, right? Even those are good value though, Nick. The five-year sherry cask bottle is 25 quid. Oh, right, was it? Yeah. yeah. So you're saying about expanding, that the, no, fi- not- the 15-year-old sherry cask is 50 quid. But even that, for a 15-year-old bottle of whiskey that was one i was thinking about i think it's you know because there isn't much stock of 2002 that's a 2003 uh whiskey that we held in bourbon and then we moved into oloroso casks uh for about 18 months i think it was um but that's really rare yeah really really rare so it's good good value definitely yeah fantastic yeah going back to the blend as well you know it's that hopefully when pubs do open that alternative for like your Irish coffee, you know, as a mixing coffee, get a good like glug of uh, the blend in there rather than Jameson's. It will stand yeah. up to uh, to the coffee um, as well. Belfast coffee, that's what, that's what we like to call it. A bit of a Belfast brand. So. Nice. Yeah. I'm very impressed with that. I think what I really like about it is all the flavours in there are really subtle, but it's a really good combination. Like it's not, sometimes we've been, and maybe because we've been trying some quite complex scotch recently, and I love complex scotch, but I have to, like, almost every other sip, I'm like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And, and it's a bit too overwhelming, whereas this yeah. is just like, I can drink this. And not think about it. Yeah. Not have to think yeah. about it. And enjoy it. Relax. And enjoy it. And this is, this is just a really good, like, solid drink. I'm massively... Joe Tom, I'm, be, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. Because <laughs> we're friends. Well, I haven't tried it. To, no, 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 no. Just because, you know, you're friends, I'm like... I'm bringing a friend on who's telling me about this new whiskey, which I've not heard of. He's telling me it's great. What if I don't like it? But generally, I think you can hear in my voice. I'm excited about that. How you good see that me behind is. the bar selling? Uh, like selling oh yeah, drink this. It's amazing. It's summer in a glass. Yeah, you'll love it. And then the guy, <laughs> well, what is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's that's very very good. Uh, that's probably the best blend whiskey I've ever had. I really enjoy that. Okay. We really liked um, what we got from Teeling last last year. I did. I bought another bottle mm. of that. We had a sample and then I bought a bottle because I liked that. Uh, and obviously we've got history with Jameson's, loads of history with Jameson's. That's the nicest Irish whiskey I've ever had. And we've got Ooh. another one in front of me as there well. We go. Yeah, I was going to say, wait until you try this one. <laughs> this one, my first sniff of this this morning, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. So should we move on to that then? Yeah. listening to the whiskey and things podcast what do we have here the pinot finish um so we use the pinot noir barrels from uh, johnny's cousin sam neil or second cousin second cousin second cousin sam neil uh, mr jurassic park from new zealand in otega and yeah the whiskey then matures in there and um we were at a little village um market just before christmas johnny and i and like, we were selling some of this whiskey and the people were just coming back for it even after a week you know they made a, a hefty dent in the bottle and um you know the finish 
it's got that jamminess uh, that you usually associate with uh, Pinot Noir, like the red fruits. It's just got a nice long finish. You get hints of spice with it, but it's just the the, um, the soft sweetness from the Pinot Noir, like strawberries. and yeah. Yeah. So, guys, this is not a blend. Uh, this is not a single malt. This is a single pot still whiskey. So yeah. single pot still is, is, is really quite unique to Ireland. Uh, and, and it's because of the mash bill uh, on this one. So uh, this is not sourced from Great Northern. Uh, we're actually sourcing this from West Cork Distillers um, down at down West Cork, down in Skibbereen. Uh, so our mash bill for this is 50% malted barley and then 50% unmalted barley. Mm-hmm. Some of the other single pots out there are using oat, some are using rye, some things like this. But this is quite a nice, simple mix. 50-50. And I think when you, when you taste a, a single pot, Generally, uh, you you might get a little bit of tropical fruit in it anyway on, on the nose and and up front, which is quite nice. Just and 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 it's nice to be bringing. I mean, we're not the only ones with a single pot still now, but it seems to be the one that you know some of the newer distilleries are coming coming to market with, which is exciting because that's what historically we would have been using in our blends as well. So uh, Harry's. Uh, best mate was a chap called Johnny McConnell, uh, and you'll you, you'll know there's a McConnell's brand in in Belfast as well, and and they used to own the Cromac Distillery. So old Cromac is was one of those brands, and it was a single pot still distillery only, and it was literally five minutes walk around the corner from Corporation Street where where Harry was based. Um, so he was sourcing that, and he was using it in his blends as well. Um, so it would have been full of full of flavor a bit more depth to it than the blend uh, and this is definitely malt here up front it's got a bit of tropical fruit on the nose and then it's got a, a bit of like tom was saying strawberry and nutmeg that that sort of mm. uh, element on the nose so and, and it smells like wimbledon to me strawberries and cream yeah yeah and but then on the palate when you go in there uh, yes, it's big and it's sweet, but actually you've got a little bit of dryness there, sort of almost a tannin, like you yeah. know, like yeah. the, the wine uh, on on the palate. It says on the bottle limited release. How how much how much many of these have we got? Yeah, we did four hundred and twenty cases of this, uh, so about two two and a half thousand bottles. But this is something that I'm trying to make a uh, cool. core piece of the core range. Mm-hmm. So. I've got Sam sending me some more Pinot casks after they're harvesting at the moment in New Zealand. So we should get another 12 casks at least from him and they're French barriques. So they're 225 liters. So a little bit mm. bigger. Um, so they're, they're French car, French Oak rather than American Oak, um, which is great. Um, so we've got some more of those and then I've got some other Pinot French Pinot casks coming to try and, make this a permanent addition to the range. Uh, and I'm trying to get hold of some Riesling casks from him as well to, to age some, some in right. That's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, this is this is such a different flavour profile from the blend. Mm, yeah. You definitely are getting that tannin note in there. And the jam, jam is such a great note. I, can't, I don't know who said that, but it, it does have a jam feel to it. Not feel, mm. but a flavour in there. Like I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. It's I've quite got... an unctuous feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Going back to what Johnny said, there's a bottle of the pot still coming to you as well, Dave. Um, so you can try that. So you can try the compare the two. We've got a regular pot still, which is just bourbon cast. So, uh, right. and then the, the Pinot cast has spent 18 months in bourbon. So this is about 18 months in bourbon. And then we've been able to transfer it 18 months into Sam's Pinot cast. Uh, and then spent 21 months 
And so it's quite a long period in the in the Pinot cast. So so that's where it's gathered quite a lot of... This r- r- red wine finish has just the right amount of tannin in it. So I've had other ones, funny enough, from New Zealand, just up the road from Dundin in Omaru, the New Zealand whiskey collection. They do one called the Omaruvian. Okay. Well, that's fine. I must check it's that. It's extremely dark. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it's 55.8. Um, but that for me, it's nice. I think you need a bit of water. If you have it neat, the tannin is just takes over. You know, yeah. it's it's a certain character to it, and I love it. But um, it's a bit too much. The balance of the tannin in here is is just right for me. It's beautiful. This is drier than the blend, which I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not disappointed with at all. I like that a lot. It is a very different thing. The, the, you are getting a fruity note towards the end, though. It's like a dark fruit. Yeah, black currant. Yeah, black black yeah. yeah, definitely. That's definitely coming mm. through at the, at the end. But again, it's that sweetness. And, and both of these are sweet without being overbearingly sweet. And I think that, that's what's nice about them. Like, you, it, yeah, so you can have some things that are so sweet. You're like, whoa, where's that? But this doesn't work like that. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of both of these. These are yeah, so this drinkable is again. The, the sweet isn't, the flavour is sweet, yet the, the mouth feel is dry. Yes. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a mixture between the two, which is... And I think that might be the, the triple distillation as well. The fact that it's had that one further distillation compared with... Right. Gloss. Yeah. It's wonderful. Wonderful. This is it's got a lot longer finish uh, the, yeah. the the Pinot Noir than the blend. It really yeah. does develop on the tongue over time. Yeah. And this one's only twenty six quid. I can't believe it. Amazing. I just can't believe it. For the price you're paying for these whiskies, they are such great experiences. Whiskey is an experience, you know, an after dinner drink, or a, especially what we've been going through for the last year. You know, meeting up with people, hopefully in in June. You know get a bottle of whiskey and have that experience, you know, that first night together. Mm. I do love the bottles as well. It is special and it does look like it's been around for years and that there is history to it. I think you've done that really well uh, in terms of the, the re, like, well, not rebrand, but relaunch. The, the relaunch. You've yeah. held on to that, haven't you? Held on to the history. And I think that really adds to it because it's got a classic feel to it. Even when you're holding it, there's a weight to it. Uh, and with the embossed boss glass. Whose signature's on the side here? Is that yours, Johnny? No, that's me, yes. I couldn't find one at Harry's, so I had to stick my own on. Uh, that's on nice. Um, Just get some wet ink and press it down and... <laughs> yeah. You get a stamp. Little yeah. tip on the side of the bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see why you've relaunched this brand, which has history, rather than start something new with whiskey. I think that's a, that's yeah. a tougher yeah. sell, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, and 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 lots of stories, and I think that makes it easier for me to talk about and and get that passion across because yeah. the family's been doing it for so long. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for sending us the blend and the other samples yeah, that, that are on the way. Uh, because we've had so much great whiskey recently, but I am so excited by these. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, so thanks for sharing the story and coming on and talking about it. And happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone! And go and get yourself. Go and get yourself a bottle of this because you won't yeah. regret it. Thanks, thanks. I was a chaser with your Guinness. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what about as a, a Guinness with a Gelson's top, Tom? Yeah. Have we tried that yet? Just mix it in, yeah. Just yeah. Floater, layer, layer it on. Top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to work on that, won't we? A Gelson's slammer. I'll, uh, I'll go to the shops now, get a couple yeah. of cans in there. <laughs> oh, mate. I can't wait to get together and, uh, and have some of this with you, that's for sure. Oh, too, mate. Absolutely. Irish whiskey. Sure, it's liquid sunshine. Amazing. And you can watch the full uncut video of that interview if you're a Whiskey and Things patron. If you would like to become one and support the show, 
then please head over to patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things or follow the link at whiskeyandthings.com. Mate. Yes. I was so impressed with that whiskey. Yes. So, so impressed. So I'm drinking, I've got another glass going now. If that was an extra tenner a bottle, I'd still be impressed with it as well. I know. It's so reasonably priced. I would say that's the best value for money whiskey we've ever had on the show. Yeah, I completely agree. Where can people buy that, Nick? A few places, but if you head over to samuelgulstons.com, you can get it through there, or they actually tell you other sites you can buy it as well. Um, you can head to Instagram to find out more about them, at Samuel Gelstons. And on Facebook and Twitter, they are at Gelstons Irish. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yes. I'll be putting all those links in the description as well. So. Excellent. Uh, and it's, I just love the, the Jurassic Park connection there as well. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? Did I tell you, I've been to uh, New Zealand, mate. You know, I've had some uh, New Zealand Pinot Noir. When I oh, yeah. Any I haven't good? talked about it. I'm, uh, amazing. You have no idea. Not from, I think the South Island is where uh, Sam Neills is from. I had some from uh, Wahiki off the North Island. But beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. And uh, beautiful whiskey. So it's a great story. You know. Yeah, I, I just think it's a lovely story. I, I tell you what I was very impressed with. I was impressed that Johnny Neal was able to rattle off the history of that company with no notes. He yeah. knew his family history. Yeah. Like he really knew his family history. And then the other side of it, when you asked him about the New Zealand connection, he knew that as well. Yeah. Just like all that family history was just all there inside his head. So yeah. I was very impressed uh, listening to him there. And, uh, you yeah, know, but I don't think I've been that excited about a drop of whiskey in ages. You're very excited. That I was, was another- really excited. It was another lunchtime dram as well for us, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be a theme. The last yeah. couple have been lunchtime drams. Uh, they have sent over a couple of other bottles of some of their other products for us to taste at a later date. So I'm sure we're going to revisit Samuel Gelson's as well. But um, you may not have heard of them before. If you haven't, definitely check them out because it's money, money well spent for sure. Yeah. Why they ever let two Englishmen have a whiskey podcast, I'll never know. So, Nick, one year they're up. One year. 52 down. Done and dusted. <sighs> I'm tired. Can I go to bed? Are we Can calling I... it end of season one? Season one's done. I was wondering about that. But aren't seasons meant to have a break between them? Ah, uh, yeah, we don't need a break. <laughs> we, have, we haven't gone anywhere. You might not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know if it matters, does it? I don't know. I just click a box saying season two when I upload it. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll call but it there we go. But of course, next week is episode 53, which marks our one year anniversary. So we'll be airing our party show. We recorded a couple of weeks ago with an audience of our patron subscribers. Man, that was a good night. It was a good night, wasn't it? If you were there, you you know, hope you had fun. And uh, everyone else will be able to listen to it next week. Yeah, it was a fun show. So Absolutely. We tried the Glenfiddich 15-year-old Solera edition, everyone. So, uh, yes, here will everyone, what everyone thinks of that next week. And we yeah. have a special guest in Robbie Coles as well. Robbie so, Coles! Robbie Robbie yes. Coles. What a legend. He's uh, Absolutely. Yeah, he'll enjoy it. He's, he's just Robbie Coles. And he he's was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, another episode done. We'll be back next week for season, start of season two. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, <laughs> and uh, have you spoke to the Whiskey God recently? It's been ages. I've forgotten what he sounds like, to be honest. Me, me no. too. He's hard me to get too. hold of now. Yeah. He's hard to get hold of, yeah. Anyway, so. no one cares. So, uh, <laughs> cheers. cheers. Thanks, Thanks for coming. coming. <laughs>
Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.